Welcome to Live Free Church. We're a church that's passionate about reaching people at all costs. Here you can find all our recent sermons. We are so glad that you joined us today. We want people to live free lives ultimately found in Jesus because we believe that free people, free people. Hello, it's Bob here. Welcome to uh, our talk online today. Got, glad to be with you here at Live Free again. And uh, as we work through the book of Acts, the book of Acts is such a great book because it tells us what God can do through normal people and his plan to use uh, untrained, untrained, ordinary people who have been with Jesus uh, to change the world. And so uh, um, in Acts 3, we're, we're back with, uh, with Peter, the apostle with the foot-shaped mouth, <laughs> the guy that uh, um, is impulsive and uh, strong-headed and enthusiastic, but a guy we saw who was broken and uh, denied Jesus uh, when he was afraid for his own life. And then how Jesus restored him, and uh, then the Lord Jesus, after he went to heaven, sent the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, to come and be the power of the church. And uh, Peter and John and the other disciples experienced the power of God to change the world. And those 11 guys um, turned around the city of Jerusalem. Hundreds and thousands got saved and uh, eventually even beat the Roman Empire with love. And now there's two billion of us on this planet because God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things because his spirit is the power and that's why he gets the glory. And that's why Jesus is the hero of, of us all and the, uh, the Messiah who can change the world. And we see what Jesus does in Acts chapter 3. And we're in verses 11 to 26. I'm going to back it up a little bit and, and go over the, uh, um, just set the context. The context of this passage today is that Peter and John, with, with Jesus working through them, have just healed a lame man. And uh, verse 7 says, Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And uh, as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. And this man jumped up, stood on his feet, began to walk, walking, leaping, praising God. He went into the temple with them. And all the people saw this amazing miracle of this beggar that they'd seen there. Every day when they're walking to work or walking to the temple, they saw this beggar who couldn't walk sitting there. And this man was jumping around um, like a little kid, leaping like a deer, excited and uh, Verse 11 says, they all rushed out. The people saw this, and they rushed out in amazement. And uh, in Solomon's colonnade, where the man was holding tightly to Peter and John. So I think Peter and John were getting the biggest hug they've ever gotten in their lives from this guy. He probably couldn't stop laughing and crying and hugging them and clinging to them with just joy because Jesus had just healed him through Peter and John, and he just couldn't stop hugging them. It was just sheer joy. And for the first time in his life, uh, this man who could walk had been freed from his chains. And uh, Peter saw the people's jaws drop and their amazement because this guy they'd seen their whole life is, is now walking. And uh, can you imagine the sight of, of that, right? And uh, Peter saw that these people were shocked. And he said, why are you shocked? Jesus did this. That's what he said. He said, Jesus did this. Because 
the same Jesus that a month ago, before his death, healed people, is the one who did this, who made this man better. And the Bible says in verse 12, Peter saw his opportunity to talk about Jesus, and he took advantage of it, and he addressed the crowd, and he said, look, people of Israel, what's so surprising about this? Why stare at us as though we made this man walk by our own power or godliness? It's not us. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, your God, the God of your ancestors, has brought glory to his servant Jesus by doing this. Because you saw Jesus do this a month ago, and now you're seeing us do it by faith in him, by his power. The same Jesus who you handed over to the Pharisees, and he's talking to all of us and all the people, because the, um, the Pharisees arrested Jesus because they were jealous of him, wanted to kill him, especially after you raised Lazarus from the dead, because they were like, this guy's legit. He's taking away all our attention. He's going to be made king. He's showing he's got godly power by even raising the dead. We've got to kill him. And then the Pharisees have Pilate arrest him. Pilate wants to free Jesus, but the people, not just the Pharisees, the people said, give us Barabbas instead. So the people and the Pharisees handed Pilate Jesus, Pilate who wanted to free Jesus, by the way, and they made sure Jesus was killed. And Peter says in verse 14, you rejected this holy, righteous one and instead demanded the release of a murderer named Barabbas. Verse 15 says, you killed the author of life. What a statement is that? The author of life. Jesus wrote life into existence. You killed the author of life. But because he's the author of life, the Spirit of God raised him from the dead. And Peter says, we're witnesses of this fact. You want to know why we're not scared of you Pharisees? Why we're not scared what people think of us? Because Jesus is alive. And he has sent his Spirit into our hearts. Jesus is with us. And Jesus healed this man. The God that you've heard of your whole lives, people of Israel, Yahweh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God who renamed Jacob Israel, where you got your name. This is the God who gave your nation its name. Yahweh has shown you what life is really like, what he is really like, what his power is like by raising Jesus Christ from the dead. Jesus who raised Lazarus from the dead has raised from the dead. We're not afraid. And this same Jesus has healed this man. It was God in human form is what Peter was saying to the people. He was God in human form. The God who parted the Red Sea in front of the people of Israel. The God who healed the blind in front of you a month ago. You saw him on the streets of Jerusalem. He healed the leper. The God who raised Lazarus from the dead. He is Jesus, the same Jesus. He's the one we're talking about. He's the one that's made this lame man leap for joy. And yep, the man who healed these people, the same man you killed, he has done this great thing. And uh, Peter is saying to the Pharisees, who thought they'd gotten rid of Jesus, uh, sorry, he's back. You didn't get rid of him. Uh, he's, he's here. He rose from the dead. You knew he did. You had to put guards all over the place to accuse people of stealing the body so that you could cover up the fact that he rose from the dead. The Roman guards told you that's what happened, but you wouldn't believe it. But here's proof. 
of we've raised this man from being lame to being a walker and a runner and a leaper because Jesus is still here. Jesus did this. You killed Jesus on the cross, but he's not dead. He's back. And we're witnesses of this fact that though you had him executed, he came back to life. That's why we're not afraid of you. Because when you know Jesus, the resurrected Savior, you know you too will one day be resurrected. Even if you beat us and kill us, which 10 out of the 11 disciples died by persecution and execution. John's the only one that lived out his natural life. Death didn't scare them off. And verse 16 says, Through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed. And you know how crippled he was before. Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. So Jesus healed this man. What does this, what does this mean? When Peter says, faith in Jesus' name healed him. Um, does it mean that this man had faith in the name of Jesus? Well, he didn't start that way. He was just trying to get enough money from people passing by to feed himself. And uh, he asked Peter and John for some bread and some money to buy some bread so he could stay alive. This man didn't have faith in Jesus. But Peter and John, who knew Jesus, who had seen Jesus heal people, they had faith in this Jesus that they saw resurrected. They had faith that Jesus had sent the Holy Spirit to live in them. And they reached out their hand in faith and helped that man on his feet. You see, when you have faith in Jesus, the way Peter and John had faith in Jesus, and you believe Jesus healed your heart, forgave your sin, has put you back together when you were um, falling apart, when you were in despair, when you were at the end of your rope, you have faith in this Jesus that healed you and restored you. And Peter and John had faith in the Jesus that had healed them and restored them and forgiven them when they gave up on him. They reached out their hand in love and power from Jesus by faith in him, and they helped that man up on his feet, and they restored his life. Jesus restored that man's life. Um, we need to believe in the power of our Savior today in 2021. When you believe Jesus is the answer and that his Spirit is present in you, and Jesus is the only one who can save your friends and family, because he was the only one that could save you and me, the only one that could forgive sin by dying on the cross. When you reach out your hand in faith to someone in need, the way Peter and John did, Jesus can heal their life through your faith. And then your faith can be contagious. And you can have a contagious faith that spreads to the people that need his healing now. He healed your broken heart. He can heal your friend's broken heart. He can forgive your sin. He can forgive their sin. He can heal you from sickness. He can heal them from sickness. He, can, he healed you from loneliness and despair when you were on the edge. I've been there myself. Um, in our family, we've been on the edge of despair. And uh, Jesus came through, and it increased our faith. And now in faith, we reach out to those that are in the same situation who are lonely and despairing and sad and grieving and hurt and broken. And Jesus is healing people left, right, and center. And sometimes it's the smallest gesture of your faith in action when you reach out your hand that in that small gesture, God shows Jesus is alive and real to the people around you. You reach out in faith in Jesus and you can change someone's destiny. God has got you where he has put you for a reason. Where you live, where you work, 
You are a missionary. You're a disciple of Christ. Every person you see with those eyes that God gave you, you really see them. You see their eyes and you see how they need Jesus. You see some need in their life that you can touch. You, you call them and you take them out for a cup of coffee and you listen to their problems and you tell them Jesus is the answer. When you do that, you can change someone's destiny. And what Peter and John proclaimed back then is true in 2021. Jesus can change lives. And he can raise those who are dying of despair. He can heal the depressed. He can strengthen the weak and feeble knees of the people around you who are just so afraid in this pandemic. Um, you can, he can put back together um, people who've been broken by sin. And death will no longer be the biggest thing they fear because he can take away the fear of death when they realize that Jesus died for their sins and he rose again and took the power away from Satan who held us all in the fear of death, Hebrews chapter 2 says. That can be gone from someone's life. They won't be afraid anymore. I was so afraid of dying when I was a young boy. And uh, every night I go to bed just scared stiff that I wouldn't wake up or, and my mom and dad would die. And then one day in a little church in Edson, Alberta, when I was in grade four, I was at my grandma's church for an evening service and they had a Gideon Bible in front of me in the pew. I picked it up from the back of that chair and it said, all these questions, one of them is, are you afraid of dying? Turn to this page. And this little guy turned to that page and the Bible told me I don't have to be afraid of dying because I'm actually never going to die. When Jesus um, rose from the grave, he started reversing death. He started working backwards, as C.S. Lewis put. And so there's so many people who need to know that. And you can just simply reach out your hand and send them a text. You can buy them a coffee, like I said. You pray for them. That's reaching out for them. Prayer is reaching out. Prayer is working with the, the hand of Jesus. You pray, you reach the hand of Jesus into their lives. Don't be afraid. The way that Peter stood up boldly to those bullies who were trying to keep him down, keep the message down, people lifting themselves up, um, bullies that want to just conquer the world, Peter stood up to them because Jesus will give you courage too to stand up for the truth. And the truth is this, Peter says in verse 17, Friends, I realize what you and your leaders did to Jesus was done in ignorance. Peter says, I know, you didn't get it. I didn't get it. I thought Jesus was just going to be the kind of Messiah who would ride into Jerusalem on a horse with weapons and, and we were going to take back the city from Rome. I thought that too. I didn't get it till after he rose from the dead. John chapter 2 tells us most of the disciples didn't get it till Jesus rose from the dead. Peter says, it's okay. But I'm telling you, he's not just a man. I know you didn't get it, but Jesus was not just a man. He was God with skin on. He was not a play actor pretending to be another Messiah that was defeated in death and it shut down. No, it isn't shutting down. It's growing because this is real. He's real. He's, he's God. No one can fake this. You saw this guy your whole life. He's walking and leaping and praising God. We're witnesses to this. You're witnesses to this, to this real thing. Verse 18 says, God was fulfilling what all your prophets in the Old Testament said about the Messiah that he must suffer these things. He may have suffered at your hands, but he suffered for you. And Jesus died on purpose. Nobody took his life from him. 
He gave it freely. Jesus died on the cross that you put him on by God's design. Weird, eh? Jesus died on the cross that you put him on by God's design to save the world. The prophet Isaiah, that you read every Shabbat on Saturdays at the synagogue, who said, the prophet who said, by his wounds, your transgressions will be healed. You know, Isaiah was saying that every blow of the whip from the Roman soldiers was a person being healed by Jesus. He healed us by his wounds. And he took the sins of mankind on himself, and then our hearts are healed too. Every wound that was inflicted on him was a person forgiven. And uh, every blow he received, hundreds of them, meant the healing of hundreds and thousands and billions of people. Your prophets said this would happen, and it happened. Jesus paid for your sins with his blood. You see, he isn't just a man. The prophets have proven this because everything they ever said about Jesus came true. You can't fake that either. You can't make prophecies come true. You're not deciding where you're going to be born. Jesus is born in Bethlehem. The prophets said it would happen. You, you can't decide um, that your bones aren't going to be broken on the cross when the practice was that every person crucified would have their legs broken to make sure they were dead. They saw Jesus was dead and they didn't break his legs. He couldn't have controlled that. Even that little prophecy came true. He grew up in Nazareth, called out, of the, called out of Egypt, the prophet said when he was a little boy. Folks, your prophets, Peter's talking to the Israelites, to Jews, your prophets, that you know these scriptures, every one of those prophecies came true. That proves he's not just a man. That proves he's God. He's not a pretend Messiah. He's the hero the whole world has been waiting for. What, what do you say in response to this, Peter's saying? And I'm asking you today, what do you say in response to this? Irrefutable, irrefutable proof that Jesus is who he said he was. He's God. He's the Messiah. The one who died on the cross to save you, to forgive your sins. The one that was raised to life and is alive today. And that's why you and me are sitting here today. Peter says, what's your response? He says, I got one for you if you want your life to change. Repent. He says, turn away from your sin and turn to this healer that we're talking about. Repent of your sins, verse 19 says, and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped away. Then times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord. What a cool couple of verses. Are you tired? Peter says, aren't you thirsty? Aren't you done wearing yourself out from fighting God, from fighting everyone else? Aren't your hands tired from tightly holding on to everything in your life? trying to fix it. Your pride, your sin is wearing you out. Your despair, your false sense of control over people in the world, let it go. Repent. Don't you want to be made whole? He says, don't you want to rest? Don't you want your very soul, your heart refreshed? God can do that, and he will do it. Start by doing, doing this, wiping your sins clean. That whole saying, you can start with a clean slate, comes from this verse because that is where you um you see in the old days that the writing tablets right um you can wipe those clean and all your debts were listed on there they're wiped they're wiped away all your sins listed there they're wiped away you got a clean slate you can start life all over again jesus called it being born again all your misdeeds and your sins written on that chalkboard of the universe 
are gone, wiped clean. And Jesus will wipe the slate clean. All your sins will be wiped away. All your stains washed away by his blood. So repent, Peter says. The, the uh, Amplified Bible says, uh, repent, change your mind and your purpose in life. Don't just live for yourself. Turn around. Return to God. It's where we get our start. Go back to him. That your sins may be erased, blotted out, wiped away. Billy Graham used to say that that's what being born again means. You can start life all over again. A new life, day one. In the movie uh, The Dark Knight, um, it's a Batman movie. I'm a big movie geek. You probably know that about me now. But in the third Batman movie by Christopher Nolan, uh, Bruce Wayne offers Selena Kyle, Catwoman, a USB drive. And um, he says, you insert this into a computer that's uh, tied into the internet, and this drive will erase every trace of all your crimes, all your misdeeds, all the false accusations against you, um, all the wrongs in your past that are tying you down. This USB drive will wipe you clean from the internet. Nobody will know you were ever a criminal, and you can start life over, and you can have a free life. And Catwoman, Selena Kyle, wanted that USB drive because she wanted to be free. She didn't want anybody to have power over her anymore to manipulate her, to control her, to keep her down. She wanted freedom. And Peter says, that's what Jesus can offer you and me and your friends, your friends that are trying to fix their life themselves. I mentioned uh, this in a couple uh, weeks ago in a sermon I spoke here for Live Free, uh, that even the villains, it's interesting to me that um, the thirsty people standing there watching some of them were pharisees they had uh, crushed jesus with their with their false accusations and it's interesting to me that peter is talking to the people that killed jesus and that all the crowds and the pharisees standing there they were the first people to hear how they could be forgiven by the jesus that they killed that blows my mind um peter says look you're in a desert your whole life of this world's a desert and your sins have made you parched and dry you turn to jesus and god will refresh you will refresh your soul you can have the living water he'll bring times of refreshing instead of this dry desert this dark desert you've been walking in you can have refreshment for your soul then times of refreshment will come from the presence of the lord verse 20 says Peter said, God will again send you, Jesus, your appointed Messiah. He's going to come back. So, he died on the cross. He's gone to heaven. God's going to send him back. You want to make sure that your heart is right with him and that you're ready for the king to return. Jesus is available to you, even you, even me. When you and I turn to him, God sends the spirit of Jesus into our life and we can experience his healing power and our soul will be refreshed. He's just, Jesus is as available to you and me today in 2021 as he was back then when you could sit down and have a cup of coffee with him when he was in it on earth in his body. Jesus is available to you and me. Peter goes on to say in verse 21, he'll remain in heaven until the time that God has for the restoration of all things as God promised long ago through the prophets. He'll remain in heaven while we preach this message to the world. And Jesus said, when the last group of people has heard 
the message of the gospel, then he'll come back. So we can hasten his return by preaching the gospel to everybody, the good news. When Jesus started, what Jesus started when he died on the cross for our sins and rose from the grave will be completed when he returns and restores the earth to its glorious former state of the Garden of Eden. We're going to um, see him come back and fix us and fix this place for good. How good will that be? If you repent now, God, you'll be on, in God's family. And Jesus will come back, God with us, and you'll see your God here with us. Peter reminds us and the religious leaders of something important. Guys, the man that you consider the best person who ever lived, Moses, even though he was a murderer and became a prophet, you consider Moses to be the end-all, be-all of mankind. They respected Moses more than anybody. Peter reminds me in verse 22 that Moses told them that the Lord will raise up for you a prophet from among your own people. Listen carefully to his words. Moses himself was predicting Jesus in Deuteronomy 18. And uh, Peter reminded the religious people that this guy you hold up to be the end-all, be-all of humans, Moses, he told you Jesus was going to come. And he warned you, look, this is your chance. And this is our chance today. Today we need to turn to Jesus because God, even back in the book of Exodus, Moses said, the Lord your God is going to raise up a prophet from among you, and you must listen to him. For this is what you yourselves requested of the Lord your God when you assembled at Mount Sinai. You said, don't let us hear the voice of the Lord. Give us a prophet or we'll die. Then the Lord said, what you said is right. God back then when he gave the Ten Commandments said to the people, I'm going to send you a prophet from among your fellow Israelites. That would be Jesus. I will put my words in his mouth and he will tell the people everything that I've commanded him. I will personally deal with anyone who will not listen to the messages the prophet proclaims on my behalf. God the Father says, I'm going to send my son. Listen to him. This is your chance. Maybe your only chance to get right with God. His name is Jesus. He's the prophet we've all been waiting for. Moses said, anyone who doesn't listen to the prophet will be completely cut off from God's people. Starting with Samuel, every prophet that ever spoke, spoke about what's happening today, Peter says. Listen, all the prophets pointed to Jesus. And every one of their prophecies has come true. This is your chance. This is, Jesus is the final word. He's all you've got. Come to him. Come to Christ today if you haven't. Um, you can be part of children, the children of the promise because Peter says in verse 25, you are the children of those prophets. You've included yourself in the arrangement or covenant God made with mankind, promised to your ancestors, if you come to Christ. You can get in on the blessing of Abraham. Start a new life. When Abraham was promised that through him, one of his descendants would bless the whole world, that great, 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 grandson of Abraham was Jesus. He was the one that came. And that was a lot of greats, right? And But all the people of all the nations would be blessed through Abraham's offspring. And Jesus was that person. And so today, in 2021, the name that is above every name, Jesus, is the one who can heal our world and heal us. I've seen widows, I've seen widows, and orphans 
and brokenhearted people and sick people and famous people and nervous people and rich people and poor people and depressed people and religious people get in on this promise because they became children of God. Adopted into God's family, given a new lease on life, their past forgiven, their hearts set free from the chains of shame and doubt and regret. People who have had lost everything, I've seen them find their new life in Christ. This man, Christ Jesus. And Peter finishes in verse 26 with this. When God raised up his servant Jesus, he sent him first to the people of Israel to bless you by turning each of you back from the precipice of death because your sinful ways are leading to destruction. So this is your chance. This is my chance. This is our chance now in 2021. While we have time, turn to Christ. Come to Christ. The interesting thing to me is that there were some vile, guilty, proud, murderous Pharisees and 3,000 of the people that wanted Jesus killed turned to Christ that day. And they were offered a new lease on life. God can cleanse us and he can turn us and restore us today, restore our friends and our broken people that we love. But it's going to take one thing, surrender to the truth. Don't fight him any longer. One friend sat down with me for coffee one day and, and uh, feisty. I mean, a person that was always holding a sword out and fighting everybody on everything. And it was like walking around with a sword all the time, an invisible sword. And they said, I don't know how to fix my life. I said, you got to put down your sword. And they, what do you mean? And I said, you're always walking around with this sword. Put it down. Tap out. Surrender. Well, i got to fix my life. I'll wait a few years. I said, you're never going to get all your crap together. Come to Jesus the way you are. Put down your sword. Be restored. Come get a heart transplant today. Get the lifeblood of God in your veins. Ask the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Jesus, to come into your heart. Repent and turn around. And realize that where you live and your job and what you're doing is every bit as important as any pastor or prophet that ever lived because you're next to somebody that needs this message today. And Jesus can use you and your love and the truth of the gospel to save the people around you. We're brand new people in Christ, and your friends and family can be made brand new too. You are loved by God. Let's pray. I ask you, Lord, to take this message that Peter spoke, and may we find times of refreshing May our land be healed. May people's lives be put right. May you take away fear. And may you give us faith instead. And may we have faith in your great son, Jesus, who came to save us all. I know how much we need you right now, Lord. We need you so desperately. So use us today, we pray, to turn on your light in this dark world. Thank you for Jesus, your son, in your precious name. Amen. Thanks for listening today. Please subscribe to our podcast. Share with your friends. We would love for you to join our movement. All you have to do is go to livefree.church to join us.